Welcome to the Sales Influence Podcast, where we talk about finding the why in how people buy. I'm your host, Victor Antonio, and today I want to talk about don't assume you gotta ask. Don't assume you gotta ask. Now, let me tell you a brief story, and then I'm going to get to a point that relates to how we temporarily psych ourselves out when it comes to clients. Now, my cousin was in the hospital. He was having, he was having failing kidney problems and other issues. And I went to visit him to try to, uh, you know, lift up his spirits a little bit. After a good visit, I asked him, you know, is there anything I can do for you? He said, nah, no, no, thank you, Victor. But, I, you know, I couldn't get the image out of my head once I left the hospital that my cousin was laying in the hospital bed there watching TV or working on his smartphone. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, there's got to be something else for this guy to do. I then remembered that he enjoys sports, especially baseball. Well, then it hit me. I'll send him a recently released published copy of the biography of Roberto Clemente, the Puerto Rican baseball superstar for the Pittsburgh Pirates back in the day. Now, if you don't know who Roberto Clemente is, well, Roberto Clemente is to Puerto Rico and Puerto Ricans what Babe Ruth is to Americans. That's how popular he is. And I knew this was a great book. And the fact that we're both of Puerto Rican descent, I knew he would enjoy the book. So I ordered it online on Amazon, and I had it sent to his hospital directly. Now, a week goes by, and I'm sure my cousins received the book, right? I know he's got it by now, but no call, like no thank you call. Two weeks go by and still no call. And I don't know, almost a month later, I, I didn't hear anything from him. And all I'm thinking to myself is, wow, that's pretty rude. You know, I took the time to send you a book. You could at least send me a thank you, right? And so I was a little miffed by that, you know, and we've all had that happen to us, right? So about five months later, I run into my cousin at a family gathering. And I decided, you know, I, I, uh, I was thinking, should I bring up the issue? Should I not bring up the issue? Should I bring up the issue? Should I not bring up the issue? I said, you know what? I'm going to ask. So I decided to ask him, hey, did you ever get that Roberto Clemente book? His eyes widened and a big smile came across his face. And he said, yes. He said, what an awesome book. I texted my friend Raul and I thanked him. I said, what? I said, wait a minute. I sent you the book. Not Raul. I sent you the book. He said, what? He said, well, I, I texted Raul, thank you. I mean, he never responded, but I assume he had sent it. And at that moment, my cousin felt a bit embarrassed because he realized that I was the one that sent, sent it, but he didn't know. And he, he literally said to me, he said, I didn't know, I didn't know. You know, thank you so much. I really enjoyed the book. And later that night, I reflected on how that impacts us mentally sometimes when we jump to conclusions. Now, psychologists call this the fundamental attribution error. Fundamental attribution error. That's when we make an assumption based on what we see, what we hear, we attribute certain things to an event, and then we make a judgment call. And in most cases, we're wrong because we simply don't have all the information. Now, how does this apply to selling? Well, have you ever had a great meeting with a customer? I mean, just that, that fantastic meeting, that awesome meeting. Everything went well. The customer says, yeah, we're, we're going to move forward. You know, let's just set up a follow-up meeting, right? And so let's say you leave the uh, meeting, which you should have set the meeting at the meeting. But let's say you, set, you leave the meeting and you haven't set a date for it yet for the next meeting. And you decide that maybe a couple of days later to call the customer. You call the client up and you get the voicemail. So you leave the voicemail. A couple of days go by, no return phone call. Yeah, you call one more time and, you know, just to make sure that they really got the message. A couple of days go by again and no call. This time you decide to verify via email. So you send them an email and guess what? Week goes by, nothing. 
Two weeks have gone by. You have heard nothing from your client. And at this point, you're frustrated because you thought you had done well. And you start questioning yourself, like, what happened? You know, everything in the meeting was going so well. What happened? Why isn't this guy or this gal returning my phone call? And then part of you gets a little angry, like, ah, you know, Darn customers, you know what I mean? They never return your phone call when they say they're gonna return your phone call, so you, you get a little mad as well. You're frustrated, you're angry, and also I think your self-confidence takes a hit, it gets rocked a little bit, right? Because then you start questioning yourself, well, did I do something wrong? Maybe I missed something. Maybe there's something I said I shouldn't have said, or maybe I forgot to mention something. I mean, did I read him right? Did he really wanna call me? And all of a sudden you start questioning yourself. Right, And you go into this, you know, I call this mental funk, where you basically stop believing in yourself just a little bit. Now, third week rolls by, ring, ring, you get a call from your customer. And the customer tells you something like this. I just got your voicemails and your email. I've been out of town for two weeks because one of my parents passed away and I had to fly to England and I was there for two weeks, and I really wasn't in the mood to check my voicemails or my emails. At this point, if that was you, the salesperson, how do you feel? Well, you probably feel like a jackass at this point because you're like, ah, I made the assumption that this guy, this client, didn't want to return my phone calls. I was getting frustrated. I got mad. I was questioning myself. Ah, I did that all for nothing. That is called the fundamental attribution error. And I say this with love, that most of us do this too often. We, we basically assume certain things. We superimpose, we attribute certain things to a deal, and we psych ourselves out. And in many cases, because we psyched ourselves out, we don't make the follow-up calls. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to think of a sale that you recently had or tried to make. And let's say that the customer said, please get back to me and let's get together again. Let's talk about it some more. And let's say you left a voicemail. I want you to go back and do the second voicemail. Do the third voicemail till you get a confirmation. Step number one to avoid the fundamental attribution error is don't assume, verify. Don't assume, verify. Okay? Give your customer a call. Don't psych yourself out. That's rule number two. Don't question what you've done. Don't question yourself. Really get a hold of the customer and really talk to them to make sure that they really don't want your product. Because again, it could be that they're maybe out of town, maybe they're busy, maybe they're going through some type of company crisis where everything was put on hold and now they really can't deal with it. Because sometimes that's the real reason. So sometimes we don't know what the real reason is. And again, we assume that it's either us or something we did or something we said or that the customer is simply a jerk. And none of those are true. It's simply that situation has changed, new priorities have been set, and all of a sudden the deal now takes a back seat. But the best way is not to assume, is to call and verify. Now I know what you're thinking, but Victor, what if they really don't want to buy? What if they simply don't return my call because they don't want to buy? Well, instead of getting frustrated, let's set up some rules. Let's call these rules of engagement. Let's say that for you, because this is kind of what I do, I set a time frame or a number of times I'm gonna contact a customer to determine whether or not to move on. Let me walk through it slowly. Time frame. I'll tell myself if I haven't gotten a hold of the customer within one month, right? I've tried repeatedly within one month, I'm gonna move on to the next deal. That's using a time frame close, right? In other words, within this time frame, if we don't advance the sale, I'm moving on to the next deal. Now, I maintain control. 
You know what I mean? When you set the time frame of when you're willing to deal with somebody, you feel more in control. Or what you can do is set the number of times that you're going to contact a customer before you move on. In other words, I'm only going to call three times and maybe follow up with one or two emails. So let's just be specific. You're going to call three times. That's your maximum. And you're going to follow up with two emails. And again, the final email could be, you know what, I'm not going to bother you anymore, Mr. Customer. If you have any questions, please give me a call. And then move on to the next deal. So one way of taking control of not knowing what the customer is thinking is to set up rules of engagement for yourself. In other words, set a time frame. Beyond this time frame, I'm just going to move on to the next customer if we don't advance the sale. Or decide, rule of engagement again, how many times you're going to leave a voicemail, how many times you're going to send an email. But what's great about setting up rules of engagement is that, again, you take control of the situation. You're not making any assumptions, but you're also taking control of the situation. And I think that's what we all want when it comes to selling. So give me some feedback on what you think of this podcast. Again, I'd love to hear back from you. If you're listening to this on iTunes or Stitcher, please leave some feedback, some review comments, and let me know what you think of the podcast. Second, don't forget to check out my site with all the video training programs, SeminarsOnSelling.com. Again, i got about 20 different sales training programs to help you with different aspects of selling at SeminarsOnSelling.com. And after this, all I can say to you is thank you for listening. As always, this is Victor Antonio always reminding you, selling ain't hard when you know how. Take care.